0: and welcome to episode two of Adventure Paws, the podcast. Thank you for listening, liking, and subscribing to my show. My name is Sarah Kershke, and today we are going to be talking about my two spoiled kids, Harlequin and Blue. I wanted to introduce my two dogs, or kids, shall I say, to you guys so you have an idea of who they are, what they look like, and how they became a part of my pack. Where they started and where they became, where they came, basically. So, um, I'm going to start off by describing my first dog, Harlequin. Um, She's about 40 pounds. She's a mixed breed, uh, Basenji and uh, Pitbull mix. And she's got a pointy nose. That's a white nose and that leads to two black circles around her eyes with a white nose all through her Her bridge of her nose. She has uh, pointy ears. I call her Yodaquin quite often um, because they're pointy like Yoda and she has a paintbrush for a tail so it's basically um, white on the end and then it's black so her whole back is mainly black and she's got a few uh, different white markings on her back One of which is right on her, on her, above her butt and she, on her lower back and it looks kind of like a lightning bolt and it's a little white mark. And then she also has um, a few smaller white marks um, on her shoulders in in that area. Um, Then her whole chest and her neck collar is all white. She does have a black heart shaped. on her on her chest so when you when you can hold her up you can see this heart shaped black marking and um, then all her feet are white and um, yeah she's she's a really cool dog she's got a stocky little chest she's really muscular and she's super fast super strong very agile Uh, she kind of looks like a little Egyptian She's pretty cool looking. She's actually a really pretty dog. And and if you guys follow my uh my Instagram at Sarah underscore Priscilla, um you can see some awesome photos of my dogs. I take some really cool photos of all the dogs that I that I dog sit for and uh they're all on there as well, so you can kinda check that out. It's Sarah underscore Priscilla. It's my Instagram handle. Um and then so so blue. Blue is a mixed breed as well. He is, I believe, he is Pipple and Great Dane mix. He also has pointy ears just like Harlequin. They match. It's pretty funny, actually. Um, Blue's all white, but then he also has brindle patching. So on his butt and his tail, he's got some brindle markings, um, also kind of a paint dip. Uh, with his tail, and then the rest is brindle, leading to a spot on his on his butt that's brindle, and then he's white with a brindle spot on his side, as well, and then his ears, uh, and side of his eye, and around his eyes are all brindle. So he's he's really unique looking as well, and the bridge of his nose is white. So he's got a really cool <clears throat> uh set of markings as well, and he is buff. He's a super strong dog. He's about eighty-five or ninety pounds, but he is the biggest baby ever. He's super sweet, super kind, and um, yeah, I call him No Neck Blue sometimes because when he sits there and he looks at you and he literally looks like he has no neck. It's almost like um, <laughs> his shoulders, you know, just go right into his neck and his head or whatnot. And it, it's it's he's a real cool looking dog. You guys would you guys would trip out seeing him and. Um, so, so I love, I love both my dogs. They're both very, very good looking dogs. I get a lot of compliments on, um, on both my dogs a lot when they're out and about. And everyone, everyone always wonders like, what kind of dogs are those? You know, cause they're both so unique looking. It's, it's pretty cool, uh, that I got blessed with such unique looking dogs. So that's, that's pretty much what they look like. And if you guys ever want to see pictures of them, again, you can look me up. Uh, Sarah Kershke on Instagram, uh, Sarah underscore Priscilla, and uh, see some photos of them. They're really cool looking. So um, so first, I want to, or second, actually, I want to talk about how they both became a part of my pack. Um, so I want to talk about Harla's story first. And I'm actually going to read a little something that I wrote out because I think it was kind of cool um, to, to kind of listen to it like this in, in a way. To, to read these little tidbits and little little stories out. So. <clears throat> so, here it goes. So, the story of Harlequin. So, I sought out Harla. Alright, sorry, I'll start over. I sought out a puppy for weeks on Craigslist and the shelter. I finally decided on one after my sister Lauren kept insisting she was the one for me. I drove down to Victorville with my sister Lauren and brother-in-law James to meet the puppy. A lady in in the park walked up to my car with the puppies in a duffel bag. Mind you, it was Victorville, the desert, 100 plus degrees that day. She was five weeks old and as small as my hand, a little dot. Her mother had passed away just after she gave birth to the puppies. Harlequin's mother was weeks from being due and the owners left her outside in the hot sun and she got heat stroke prematurely gave birth to the puply, puppies, and the owners were unable to bottle-feed all of them and needed to rehome them right away. <laughs> I wished I could take all the puppies because they were so small and didn't look like they were going to make it on the walk back across the park to the woman's home in that bag. They were so small and fragile, I was sad to only take one, but blessed to be able to provide at least one with a good, loving home. On the way home, we cranked the air because the the little thing was panting and burning up. We gave her water and got puppy formula right away. My sister Lauren and my brother-in-law James got to hold the sleeping girl as I drove. Eventually, I wanted to hold the littles so bad, I put her on my lap and she slept for the remainder of the ride home. She drank puppy formula for a short while before she started getting kibble. She started gaining weight and growing up. Time for training and adventures to begin. I did not have a name picked out for her yet, and was having a hard time deciding. I wanted to get to know her personality first to see if it was the name, if the name I cho- I so chose would fit her. I decided to take her up to the coast, away to Arroyo Seco, on a camping trip. I had brought a carry sling to put her in while hiking, but she insisted on hiking right alongside of me on her own. The trail was an easy hike, but the hike down the canyon wall was intense. There was a rope that you would hold onto and walk backwards down this canyon wall to the mellow river down below. I held the rope in one hand and Harla in the other and worked my way down this canyon. That day, she learned how to swim at only seven weeks old. She was an excellent swimmer right away and loved the water. She would swim circles around me and when exhausted at the end of the day. That little love let me carry her back to camp in my sling. (laughs) We camped the rest of the weekend and began our journey home. As As we were exiting the campground, I was stopped by the camp host to check out and was asked what my puppy's name was. I replied she didn't have a name yet but I had a few in mind. She recommended to me the name Harlequin because she is all black and white and I could call her Harla or Harla for short or Harley for short. She informed me that the definition of Harlequin was black and white or variations of colors. The name was perfect I told her. I officially had a name for my wild little swimmer dog and we drove home to share the news. (laughs) So that's the story of how I acquired Harlequin and how she got her name and became a part of my pack officially. And um, so yeah, if you guys ever saw her picture, you would definitely see how that name suits her very well. And uh, just a true blessing to have her She's my my best friend and I love her and so is Blue. He's my best friend as well. And he's just he's a he's a great dog too. He's he's very different and so is Harla. She she has her her moments and so does Blue. But they both in their own right are such amazing dogs and such amazing best friends to me and and John as well. And uh just love them so I want to now read you a little story about blue and how we acquired blue into our pack and (laughs) yeah this is a fun one so I was working as a bartender and I overheard one of my customers talking to his friends about this dog and his daughter needed to rehome, as she was moving and could not keep him. He told me the dog had quite the personality and would keep himself entertained on the back deck all day. He said that he was going to have to keep the dog if he could not rehome him as his daughter had plans to move within the week. He had an issue with his legs. I would not be able to take the dog on walks so he would be confined to the back deck the remainder of his life. I asked to come and meet the dog to see if he would be a good fit for Harlequin, John and I. We all loaded up in the car and drove about a half hour to Crestline to meet Blue. <laughs> we arrived and Blue was having nothing to do with any of us. He was running around the deck peeing himself because he was terrified. He was not socialized much and was scared of people. He was already 11 months old and had developed a few bad habits from lack of training, love, and discipline. He warmed up to Harlequin eventually. John and I decided that it would take a lot of work, but this dog needed us. He needed a forever home. Not someone that would send him away in six months from bad behavior, but someone who would take the time and train him, love him, and spoil him only problem was that we had a 13-day vacation planned just around the corner and would have to ask my sister to look after Blue. This was a huge favor because he was really a mess and needed a lot of training when we sent him to her house. Blue did not even let me pet him before I loaded him into my car. He was terrified. Once we got him home, we just let him calm down and get comfortable being around us and in his new surroundings just days later we had to to drop him and harlequin off at my sister Corey's home and begin our vacation i felt terrible for doing this to her and blue for that matter he was confused and she was overwhelmed by his behavior he was not aggressive at all just a big scared dog on the edge of a seat we made it back home and picked up the dogs from my sister's house Blue had calmed down a bit, but was still scared of John and me. It was hard to get him to come inside. He would run past us, pee if he felt threatened, or if if we would approach him too quickly. He warmed up to me first as I was home during the day, so I spent more time with him. I took him a while to warm up to John. If I was not home, He would not come in the house and would sit in the yard waiting for me to come home. As soon as I got home, he would come inside, take a seat on the couch, and eventually lay down next to John. He really took some time getting used to us, but Harlequin and him became best friends quickly. The end. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) That's the story of Blue and how he was introduced into our pack and how Harley took to him right away. And uh, yeah, so the progression of dogs and of my dogs, basically, and where they started and where they are now. So that's where we're going. Um, I'm going to talk about Harla, Harlequin first. Um, So basically, Harla would never allow me to cuddle her. At first I called her and family members called her the flea because she would run away if you came up to sit down next to her. She she literally would see you coming and just dip right off the couch. She'd right off. And uh you couldn't catch her. She would just run away and it was it was really hard to catch her and we were it was kind of like a game, like oh who can cuddle Harley? And I was like, Oh she's letting me cuddle her and so <clears throat> she got the nickname the flea when she was growing up. Um, she's one of the hardest dogs for me to train. She really, she really is stubborn. She, uh, she bucked and kicked like a bull when I tried to leash train her. I barely got down the road before we were both exhausted and I took her home. I just, I couldn't do it. She was exhausting me and she was panting and choking herself and kicking around. And I just decided, oh, I can't do this right now. Got to do this when it's cooler out. So she truly has uh, a mind of her own and really one, uh, she only likes to listen <laughs> if if, uh, if she wants to or if she doesn't want to upset the mama, <laughs> which is me. Everyone says she's a lot like me, which um, is probably why she's a little stubborn, but she's a very dominant female just like me because I'm the leader of the pack, so with her, she's like the... The co-leader of the pack, you know, and she tries to, sometimes she tries to push my buttons, or um, she tries to, you know, test me a little bit, so she's uh, definitely a very dominant female, but now, I mean, she does, she does walk on a leash, so where she is now, I guess, she does walk on a leash, but I do rarely walk them like that, I, I like to take them hiking, and they get to run, and uh, they stay really close, but they get to run and come back and run and come back and and it's better for them. They get a lot more exercise that way. They get to you know be dogs, as they call it, and uh, it's just it's really fun for them. So, but she does. She will walk on a leash if I if I have to, and she she uh, she does run. So she likes to pull a little bit. She likes to you know obviously dogs walk faster than us naturally, so she does pull a little bit, but. <clears throat> She does calm down after a few minutes, but yeah, right out the gate on the leash, she will pull, which I don't know why I can't, I, I don't, I don't know why she just, she's so stubborn. She, she won't, she won't break that. Um, so, well, thanks to my dad, uh, snatching her up all the time when she was younger and holding her on his lap until she fell asleep. She is now a lap dog when she wants to be, obviously. She does everything only and when she wants to be <laughs> doing it. Uh, she does love to cuddle when it's on her time. Again, she still runs away. Uh, sometimes if I come up to sit with her, she likes her space when she's tired. Like she's a grumpy dog. She, she really does, um, she growls, she'll be like, oh, no, don't you come up to me, don't you do it, you know, so you're like, all right, fine, leave you alone, I gotta leave you alone, and so, yeah, she, she'll she let you know, like, I don't want to be cuddled, she doesn't ever bite or anything, she she just goes, oh, and, like, kind of does this little, this little bark noise, and, like, takes off, and gets all mad at you if you try to sit next to her, and sometimes she makes me feel bad, because sometimes I really want to cuddle her, but She's kind of a brat in that sense, but um yeah, I mean it's it's it is what it is. I wouldn't want to be smothered all the time, I guess, and, and either, you know. So here I come trying to cuddle her and smother her, and she's trying to sleep. Um <laughs> But uh well she does she, she does listen well most days. However, there are still times when she looks at me and blatantly disobeys me when I'm calling her. She literally will look at me, turn around and keep walking or run up the hill or do what I'm asking her not to do or keep, you know, barking or digging or whatever it is. And I mean there's there's those times and I'm like, "Really? Why? Why would you do that?" But most times, yeah, she's a pretty good listener. Um but sometimes, yeah, she I think she's testing testing my my dominance and my alpha of the pack (laughs) she's testing that so um so she will she she will get better I'm sure I'm (laughs) no I'm just kidding she's already almost six so I don't think she's really gonna change she might calm down a little bit but she's kind of she's cray cray (laughs) she's a good girl but she does love to test the limits so um anyway so blue as I said before was terrified He's definitely not socialized, so it took a lot of work with Blue. At first, he destroyed my home. He, oh boy, yeah, whew, he, oh my gosh, some of my things, and continue continued to run around and piss himself if he seemed mad at all, he would uh, such as when he would destroy one of my things and I seemed like I was upset about it or, oh man, no, he would literally just start peeing himself. And you're like, you didn't even, you weren't look at him. So you just start peeing you're like, no, I'm not looking at you. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. Go outside, go outside. And he would literally just piss himself. And you're like, oh, please, please. That's okay. Or you'd go outside just to, you know, make him feel better or something about it. And then finally he'd tear it past you and run out the door and, Yep, that that took a while. That took um, a good at least six months with him doing that. All, I mean, I I maybe not that long, but God, it felt like it. <laughs> he would always do that, and I would just be like, please don't pee. And even after, you know, I thought he got or, you know, broke, broke himself of that, like there'd be like a time like a month later or two months later or something where he would do it randomly, and they're like, what the heck? Like, no way. Why did he do that? Okay, all right. <laughs> so, <clears throat> yeah, he, he took a lot of work. Um, um <laughs> He even attempted to go after my chickens. <laughs> I have chickens, by the way. And he paraded around the yard with one of them in his mouth. And we were having some tree work done that day. And, uh, or no, not tree work. We were having wood delivered. That's what it was, firewood. Firewood delivered, and uh, I (laughs) I was trying to get this chicken out of Blue's mouth. It's squawking, and Blue's just running around. He didn't even know what to do with it. He's a puppy. He's like, oh, what's this chicken, you know, running around with it in his mouth. And I'm chasing him through the yard, and the neighbors are watching from their deck, and it's a total spectacle, and the chicken's just, just going crazy. And I'm just running around and trying to get this chicken out of Blue's mouth. Finally, I had to, like, tackle him. And grab the chicken out of his mouth. Like pry, pry this chicken out of the mouth. And, and carry Blue back inside. And he's like 60 pounds at this point And maybe a little heavier than that. But I had to carry him back inside. And the chicken's like totally freaked out. And half her tail feathers are missing. And she was fine. He didn't puncture her or anything. She was totally fine. She was like totally freaked out. <laughs> but yeah, he definitely... Um, Yeah, so I had to introduce him to the chickens several times, and now he's good. He won't, like, they literally can free range, and uh, both dogs, you know, are good with the chickens and won't go after them, won't chase them or anything like that, so that's pretty cool. Uh, And that did take a little bit, but I had to spend so much time with him just to make him feel comfortable with me. It took... um, Gosh, it took even longer for John, not to mention everyone else we would try to introduce him to. He was so scared. He hates men. Well, he hated men, excuse me. Maybe don't want to say the word hated, but he dislikes guys. Um, He had been passed around. I mean, so John and I are his third home. He was only 11 months old when we got him. He had been passed around, not trained his very first owners um i'm told beat him but by the very first owner and uh or by the second owner i was told that and so he is very untrusting of anything and everyone um he really is a big scaredy cat. He can't he can't uh he can't be approached in a poor in a poor manner. Um, so, so that was, that was hard because anyone who he didn't trust, he would literally just like bark at and then run away. And so you're like, oh, he's just scared of you. And they're like, oh, he's kind of intimidating looking, you know, he's like barking at me. And and then he literally, if they got close to him, then he would just like run away and pee himself. So that, that, that was hard. Um. I really couldn't deal with how bad his behavior was. At first, I mean, he he really he put me in some tears one time, I mean, or a few times actually. I mean, I called John crying once or twice when he really pulled a nasty trick or two and was really misbehaving. I mean, this dog tested my patience to the limit. I feel horrible, but um I can't even imagine what my sister Corey and her husband had to go through those 13 days when they looked after him during my vacation. Um, I spent so much time working with this boy. He is now a cuddly, snuggly dog with a very kind heart. Uh, Blue is definitely a character. Yes, this is true. But he is a good boy who has truly come such a long way and is such a blessing and my best friend. So that is Blue's um, progression of where he started and where he is now. And next, I'm going to be talking about just briefly, um, I just want to tell you how long actually I've had them. Um, Harley, I got in July of 2013. Um, I got her right after my birthday. So or right I think right before maybe my birthday in July 9th is my birthday. So either, I think right before of 2013. And then I got blue in October of 2016, but he was already 11 months old at the time. So, um, had him for a couple years. Uh, let's think. Um, well, I wanted to say like blue, he's really cool because he actually really assists me in my dog sitting business. Blue loves to play with most dogs. He plays with them all day and they wear each other out. They make my job so much easier at night because everyone just kinda crashes. They fall right asleep and everyone's just really relaxed. And you know, Blue's a really good dog to uh, to other dogs. He plays really well and and uh <laughs> so so that's that's pretty nice. And um, Harley, she's again like the the dominant leader, so like if everyone's out of line or anything like that, she'll kinda put. put put them in check and, and she doesn't really ever attack anyone. She's, she's really good. But if, you know, if she feels threatened, she might, you know, jump at someone and she's, well, she's never really, you know, gotten in uh, fought to the death as they say <laughs> or anything like that. But she has gotten in a few tips with dogs um, and that kind of makes my job a little bit harder sometimes, but only when the dog reacts back and doesn't submiss to her um, as being the, the alpha in the pack other than me, you know, and then that's when I'd have to step in and they both kind of, oh, okay, you know, now mom's involved, now we're both in trouble, and, you know, you shouldn't have done that type of thing, and so Harley tries to be the, the regulator or the alpha in the pack, and sometimes she she gets uh, in little tiffs or fights with the other dogs, but um, they do help me, I mean, they do help me in my business, it's it's good having them around. Uh they make it easy. They kind of set good examples for the dogs. They they are really well behaved for the most part. Again, Harley has her times. Um but they're really well behaved. So they set good examples, you know. They show dogs how to be off leash and to stay stay with us on the hike and, you know, teach them to just be relaxed and to to calm down or how to play gently and, you know, maybe not jump up and you know, so they they set good examples, and I think other dogs really learn from them, especially after staying here for, you know, a few days or, or a week or so, like, I think other dogs really do pick up on that behavior and start the, to get that pack mentality, and they all start to, start to kind of get uh, that group conformity in a way, and Harley and Blue really set that off, and and so that's pretty cool, and how they, uh, how they assist in my dog sitting business, but, so, um, now, I want to tell you about the personal personality type of each one of my dogs. Um, <laughs> gee whiz. Harley, she's kind of a brat, but I love her to death. But she is, she's definitely stubborn. She has a mind of her own. She does what she wants when she wants for the most part you know, I can, I can tell her, like, if I'm, if I'm serious, but I do, I do let her get away with a lot, you know, like, I, I, I do, I'll tell her, and then I'm, like, not serious about it, you know, and she's, like, oh, mom's not truly serious, and so she's, because she kind of, like, she kind of, like, sees how far she can go sometimes, and if I really, really don't want her doing something, then she, you know, she knows when I'm serious about it, and she listens, but, um, she has a very dominant personality, so she, again, is a lot like me, and, um, in that respect and so sometimes we butt heads and that's actually um funny because uh she likes John she likes to cuddle with John so much like and, and Blue likes to cuddle with me so much more so it's like you know daddy's girl and <laughs> and mama's boy type thing but um so so she's a dominant female she's the the regulator i like to call her and Blue he is such a dopey dog but he is such a lover and a cuddler and he's so sweet he literally will let you just lay on him he's just like okay give me a hug lay on me hugs hugs all day long and um so he really he knows um he's really uh aware of my my ups and downs or if I'm having a bad day or something you know he's really aware of that like he'll come up to you and be and like look at you and kind of like lick your hand or you know something like that and just you know make you feel really Really comfortable, and he just he just you know you hug him, and he makes you feel really secure, and and so that's pretty cool about Blue. He's he's a good boy. He he's intuitive in that nature. He knows he knows things. <laughs> he but he's funny too. He he does. He plays and entertains himself in the yard. He he'll sit there be playing with his toys. He will take one toy out, play with it for like two minutes drop it go back to the toy box grab another toy pick it up play with it for two minutes and keep doing that and he he has a whole stack of toys and I'm like like I'm like a mom you know picking up Legos or something off the floor you like he just starts uh throwing them all over so at night before I go to bed I have to do toy pickup because otherwise you know if I have to go to the bathroom or something I'm stepping on a squeaky toy and it's like and scares the lights out of me in the middle of the night, (laughs) so that's not fun, so definitely got to, um, (laughs) pick those up before I go to bed, but Blue, Blue has definitely got a personality, he's a good, good boy, he's funny, um, so they, how they interact together is pretty funny, like Harley, Harley, um, and blue, they get along so well, uh, but Harley definitely is dominant. She, she's the dominant one. She, she will hump him, and it's so sad. I feel bad because she'll do it like in the yard, and I'm like, oh, I feel bad for for yard for blue. And someone drives by, it's so embarrassing for his for his manliness or manlihood. <laughs> she's just out there humping him, and I mean, it's sad. I'm like, Harley, get off, you know. But she's doing her thing, and then she bites him in the ear if he tries to like move her run away from her and she's like no, no no I'm I'm doing this right now and it's just like oh god i really not now so I don't know she's a very dominant female but um they they play really well and sometimes they play really rough together and she's she punks him out for toys all the time and sometimes he gets lucky and he can play keep away with the toy long enough and so that's pretty funny to watch him like feel good about it like hi I finally have the toy for once and and then uh, he feels good about keep away from her because she normally just punks him out all the time. So, um, they, but they, they do, they interact, they snuggle, they get along really well. Uh, they're, they're pretty good. She, she has a little bit food aggressive with him, not all the time, but she does, she will let him finish her food bowl sometimes, but she has to, you know, have her share or she has to not want anything to do with it anymore. So that's how that is. Um, she is definitely a mama's boy. She loves cuddling with John. Harlow loves cuddling with John. She will take any opportunity to cuddle with John, even though Harley, um, backstory real quick. Harley was my dog first. I had Harley for about three years before I met John. So, um, she's, she's my dog first, but you know when she when she met John she got her daddy you know so she she's uh definitely daddy's girl and um i mean wait i might have been talking about i can't remember i just had a space moment guys you just caught that on on camera and blue he's a daddy's or mama's boy excuse me I keep getting confused for some reason sometimes I feel like I have dyslexia so you know you might catch me mess things up every now and then but bear with me guys I'm getting used to this here so (laughs) um anyway so how spoiled are they yes they're very spoiled these dogs get hikes every single day yes every day they get to go on a nature hike which is really fun and it can be up to an hour to two hours. And it's really fun for them. All the other dogs that I'm looking after get to go. Whether they're on a leash or whether they're good off leash and they stay with me. They get to go on the hike too. And so that's really fun. And it makes for a really special adventure every day. And um, so we get to do that. There's a creek. And there's rocks. And they run around. And there's big meadow. And so they absolutely love it. And, um. They have they have couch privileges, which I'd love to revoke, honestly. Like, I don't know why that ever happened. If, if I could have never, ever given Harlequin couch privileges and her teaching Blue to get on the couch, oh, I wish, I wish I would have never done that. Because, well, Harley, so I made, I had made an advance. I mean, she used to sleep in my bed, and I, I couldn't take it anymore. I got a new bed. I was like, that's it. You're not sleeping in my bed you're done. You got kicked out into the living room and she, (laughs) so she sleeps on the couch. But if I could have not have her sleep on the couch, that would be amazing. I think the only way to stop that would be to grate her or, you know, make her sleep in the kitchen or something like that. I don't know. But she, nope, nope. She likes to snuggle and so does Blue and they get right on the couch and snuggle. So they are definitely spoiled. They always get treats They get tons of love. They have friends over all the time. Uh, Cooper, their one uh, bloodhound, he comes over every single day. He goes on the hike with them. And then they have other dogs, you know, that stay over and, you know, hang out and come over for daycare or overnight stays. They have multiple beds, but I swear they hardly ever use them. Mostly on my couch. I I think mostly on my couch. Um, I baby these dogs. They definitely are treated like five-year-olds. So they get everything. They get cookies and snacks and treats and all kinds of good stuff. So they're definitely spoiled. So I think that's where I'm going to end it Um, with them being how spoiled and and just well taken care of. So thank you guys for listening. Sorry if it was a little bit long today. I will uh, try to perfect the the length of the episode in the future. And if you guys have any tips or tricks or thoughts about the episode today, please let me know in the comments. Um, thank you again for liking, subscribing and sharing my podcast and, um, looking forward to producing the next one. I'm going to be producing one every Thursday. So, uh, thanks for listening.